And Joe Judge seems to put a real premium on smarts, um, you know, on his staff, on his players. Can you talk about what that means to you? And also, uh, you and Patrick are a unique combo. You're both Ivy Leaguers who are now coordinators. Can you, you talk about that dynamic? And if you and Patrick ever speak about your shared Ivy League experiences? Well, uh, you know, I agree with Coach Judge. You know, the best players we've been around, the best units and teams we've been around were smart players, units, and teams. You know, you have to play smart to have success in this league, and there's a lot of different levels of smart. You have to understand what to do. You have to understand how to do it, why you do it. Uh, you want to be good situationally. Uh, you want to handle the situations well in the game and play smart in that regard. Uh, you want to play winning football. Smart football teams take care of the ball. Uh, they don't have penalties. Uh, you know, they understand you know, what they need to do in given situations to have success in the situation, how that impacts the game. So those are all things you're trying to preach to your players individually as units and as a team, you know, really each and every day. Uh, it starts with preparation. Uh, you know, there's different levels of book smarts that players that I've been around throughout my career have. Um, but you have to dig into it. You have to know what we're asking you to do. And then you have to, you have to be smart when you get into the different situations of the game to give yourself the best chance to win. In regards to Patrick, uh, you know, uh, just a great experience for me getting to know him. Uh, obviously, I've known him from afar. Uh, different people have been around him, have great respect for him. And, you know, in, in the time we've been together, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and how smart a football guy he is, the different experiences that he's had, and, and, you know, the ability to work together. When you're a coordinator, oftentimes you have to work together with the other coordinator uh, to, to help uh, get the practice to, practice to function the way you want it to function and how you can compete against each other, but also work together to put your units in the best situations you can. So it's been a real joy to work with right now, despite the fact that he is a Yale guy. <laughs> is there a pride there? Is there an Ivy League pride <laughs> between the two of you that comes out? Oh, I don't know about that. You know, I, I know we're all grateful for the experiences that we had back then. You know, Princeton has been a big part of my life. Uh, you know, I met my wife there. My brothers went there. My best friends in the world are from there. And so it's, it's been something we just feel really fortunate about. I've had that experience. I wanted to ask you about two of your tight ends. Um, it seemed like Evan had a big day yesterday, and everybody kind of knows what he can do in the passing game. Um, what makes you most excited to work with him? And Garrett Dickerson seems to develop a, a really nice rapport, both with Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy. Just your impressions of Garrett so far. Well, let's start with Evan. Uh, obviously, spent a lot of time on him coming out in the draft and, and, and really liked him a lot, admired him in that evaluation process. And then we played against him, obviously, you know, with the Cowboys and the Giants going against each other a couple times a year. So a tremendous amount of respect for him from afar. And, uh, you know, one of those players that you're always concerned about you know, having to defend in a game when you're going against him. And then, you know, it, it's been even better getting to know him. I heard great things about him and, you know, talk about a guy who loves football and wants to work at it and wants to, you know, refine his craft and everything that he does. He's done an outstanding job from minute one with us and uh, he loves it and you can see it every day. He's engaged in meetings. He works hard in practice. And, uh, you know, there's this idea that, hey, this is a receiving tight end. This is a playmaking tight end. I don't think there's any question about that, but he's also someone who's willing to be a complete tight end and block and block in line and do the things he needs to do to be an every down player for us. So he's been fantastic. He's got a great thirst uh, for knowledge, a great thirst for trying to understand what we're asking him to do and shows up in his work every day. 
Uh, in terms of Garrett, he's done a really good job. You know, he has some versatility to him. He can be an on the on the line tight end, but he also can can open up a little bit and also come back into the backfield. So I think he's shown that versatility. And you said it; he's made some plays. It looks like he's comfortable out there. He's done a lot of positive things, both in the run game and the pass game, the past few days. Thanks, Art. Hey, Jason. I wanted to talk to you about. Uh... Lewis a little bit and obviously uh, he has a lot of experience in in pass protection and watching him in your two minute stuff uh, the last couple times you've run it uh, it seems like a, a nightmare for for guys coming out of the backfield I know he's kind of made his bones there but what do you like about what he brings to the table and how does that complement work when you're dealing with you know you have a guy like Saquon who's going to get a bulk of attention uh, how does Dion fit in that into that mix yeah, the answer is probably pretty similar. You know, love Dion coming out of school and, and admired him from afar and, and, and getting a chance to, to work with him up close. He's just a real pro. And uh, you can tell he loves the game. He works very hard at it. Uh, he respects the details of the game and what he needs to do to be a complete back. You know, don't have this impression that this guy's a receiving back. You know, willing to block, uh, demonstrate an ability to run inside and outside of this league for a long, long time. So. He's a pro. He knows the answers to every question. He embraces the opportunities each day that he gets in him. And you said it, you know, you get him in some of those two-minute situations. He's a very uh, clean protector. He understands who he needs to block uh, when he's asked to do that, but also a very good route runner who can beat him when he gets out in space. So, again, admired him for a long time from afar. It's been great to work with him. Respectfully, I know you didn't want to answer these questions last time, but I have to ask them, obviously. Going back to Dallas and your departure there, do you think that the dragged out nature of the departure and remaining under contract prevented you from interviewing for head coaching positions, including this one that you intended to? Yeah, very respectfully, uh, I'm not going to answer the questions about Dallas. I'm happy to answer any questions about our Giants team right now, what we're doing here, what we're doing going forward. Okay, I have a Giants question then. Um, Daniel Jones, how how long do you do you tolerate mistakes even you know since it's early in camp and whether it's turnovers or just you know a mistake on a read at what point do you get to the point where you say Daniel this this has to get better Daniel you know um, you know you need to correct this immediately or do you tolerate it because it's a new offense and it's early Oh I don't know that we ever use that word tolerate as coaches uh, that, that's not really in our vocabulary you don't really tolerate anything you know we coach everything every single day with every player we have. That, that, that's really what our job is. And, and that's not to say the mistakes aren't going to happen. They are going to happen. But you never use the word tolerate. You're always trying to learn and grow from the different experiences that we have. And, you know, Daniel's done an excellent job. Uh, he, he, he comes in here and, again, he's so prepared. He's so into it. He wants to know every detail. I mean, you'll play quarterback in this league or, or really play any position in this league. There are a lot of different things that happen over the course of a play, over the course of a practice. There's so much to learn from. You know, I've never been around a player who played a perfect game or never been around a player who had a perfect practice. We're always striving, striving for that. We're striving for excellence in everything we do. And that's really what our objective is. We try to set high standards for our players. We try to give them the tools to achieve those standards. We try to instill belief in them. And, and we hold them to those each and every day. And, and Daniel's one of those guys who's really embraced that. He's getting better and better in everything we do. What did you think of his scrimmage, and what was it like calling plays? Yeah, I thought he did a good job uh, in the scrimmage. Again, a lot to learn from. You know, some parts of it were better than other parts. 
for him and for our offense. And again, those are great learning experiences for us. So keep going about it the right way, work hard, prepare, get ready to go. It's time to go play, go play. And then you come back and clean it up as you go and hopefully you get better day after day. The Giants have not been a good screen team for years. Um, as you probably know, you know, coaching against them, and I can get into that, but you come from a program where you had a, an effective screen game. I'm curious, Coach, what's the keys to have a consistent, effective screen pass game? And do you feel this line is developing into one that you that can be an effective screen pass game? Yeah, again, you know, offensive football, you want to attack defenses different ways. And it starts with run and pass, and then the variety of runs that you have, and then the variety that you have in the passing game. And, uh, you know, whether that's run action passes or play action passes or movement passes or the quick game or the drop back game uh, or, or screens, you know, that, that has to be a part of it. And, and we feel like we're capable of doing it. You know, just my own personal experience regarding the giant screens. You know, I know Saquon Barkley has been a real threat throughout his career up to this point on screens and certainly has been against the teams that I've been around. So, you know, we believe we can, can be a good screen team. But again, that, that's just part of, you know, the entire offensive package you're trying to put together to attack a defense different ways. You had the opportunity to call plays, albeit, you know, for a very short period of time the other day. But I'm just curious, how different is the Jason Garrett that calls plays now compared to the last time you called plays? It's been, it's been a few years, and obviously, you know, you're, you know, you've morphed with the times as well. I mean, your offense changed, even though you weren't calling the plays in Dallas. Yeah, you know, I think the DNA that, that I have as a person and as a coach, I don't know that that's changed, but certainly you want to evolve and grow in every aspect of your life and certainly as a coach. And, and so hopefully I've done that, the different experience I've had, hopefully I've learned from them. You try to build on the good ones and learn from the ones that, that aren't quite as good. And I think that applies to all aspects of coaching and, and certainly to call them plays. You know, one of the things that we tried to do in Dallas with our offense through the years was that it was the same offensive system, but it played differently based on the people that we had. And uh, there were some years that we, we really emphasized the running game. We had success with that. Other years, you know, we had a different personnel makeup and we threw the ball a little bit more. So, you know, that's a big part of this when you put the offense together, to have a system that's flexible enough that you can use the personnel the way you want to and, and evolve from year to year, evolve within a year based on the personnel that you have available. And you're highlighting the strengths of the players and, and hopefully you're protecting some of the weaknesses. So that's a process that we're going through right now, learning our team to get this offense to play as well as it can play. So what does Jason Garrett, the play caller, think of then having Saquon Barkley as a guy to, you know, build, build those play calls around? Yeah, great respect for Saquon. You know, again, one of those guys we evaluated in the draft and, you know, was a hell of a player at Penn State. And then we've had to go against him uh, the last couple of years. And uh, he's just a real pro. Uh, he comes to work every day always trying to get better, always wanting to learn. And then you add that with the ability that he has, he can be a dynamic player for us. So certainly it'll be a big part of what we're doing going forward.